let's see if I can get this thing open without putting anyone's eye out. I don't know what kind of opening you do. Just not mine. Christmas music part three. <laughs> that was the sound of a bottle of champagne being opened. Christmas episodes are basically this podcast anniversary. It's how we uh, celebrate another year of making this great podcast. We started with a Christmas episode, so our second one was our first anniversary, and this is our third Christmas music episode. I'm going to pour the champagne. Years of pure entertainment. Thank you for listening. Hold on. Can you hear it fizzing? Champagne. I think this is apple juice. It smells like it. This is a thousand dollars a bottle. This is not. <laughs> Dude, my mom might hear this. <laughs> mom, I don't have that much money. Well, well I got my headphones on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. I think I just drank like five dollars in champagne. Do I have to keep enjoying it, like swishing around my mouth or something? I don't know. At some point in this podcast, we'll probably figure out a way to sue whoever sold us this bottle <laughs> and get our money back. The only thing that's difficult about this episode it's is been, it is not bad. I like it. It's good. I was thinking about uh pressure you know this is like the third time we're going to talk about christmas music and not repeating it i have also had that concern myself trying to make sure these don't get repetitive i do think it's possible for us to keep doing these episodes for years to come without significantly repeating ourselves we record it you know a decent amount out from christmas so i'm not really in the festive spirit which maybe that's better well i haven't been in any retail stores yet i go to starbucks almost every day and they are decked out for christmas i haven't heard a christmas song other than what i listen to to do this so so I'm feeling all right. Yeah, maybe I have. I don't. I legitimately do try to drown it out of my mind. I think we're going to try to get this year's Christmas music episode out at the beginning of December while everyone is still being forced to listen to the music. I think the first couple we put out sort of around Christmas itself when the music had already gone away. Right. People maybe weren't in that in headspace of sure. this is terrible. Yeah. I, I'm going to be burping a lot. This I, episode. I've already burped like three times. Just realized yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. All right, cool. Upside of champagne, I guess. Obviously, there will be some recurring themes with every Christmas episode. It's not like Christmas is going to become an entirely different thing, but there's always going to be another song we haven't really gone into, some aspect of Christmas that's worth digging deeper into. Christmas is not an evolving holiday. No. So therefore, the songs do not really evolve. Not at this point. It's, it's a stagnant holiday, stagnant music. I think I know what the best Christmas song is. I think it's Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. And the entertaining part of that song is watching people or asking people what the words are. If you're ever around people and they start singing it, you'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, what are the words? 99% of them don't know the actual words. They're going, sorry, what? It is always a good time when you get to watch people pretend to know the lyrics. Most people don't know the words to that song. At least some of that song's not in English. Yeah. So you can pretend that half of it isn't a Christmas song. It just sounds like mariachi disco. If ABBA was from Mexico, it would pretty much sound like Feliz Navidad. How do we find out how much these songs have made? There's probably some way, right? We're talking certainly millions, if not billions of dollars. I'm pretty sure if Feliz Navidad, there's only one Feliz Navidad. I'm no. not going to say that. There's not. There's definitely covers. But... It is the song that you hear the original version of the most, I would say. I'm not confident that I know what the original recordings of most of these Christmas songs are. I do know what the definitive ones that get kicked into the machine are. For instance, the Elvis Presley recording of Blue Christmas is regarded now as the definitive one, but he didn't even want to record that song because of how big of a hit Ernest Tubb had on it. Mm. When Ernest Tubb recorded it as a country song. I'm going to butcher his name. Jose Felicino? Felicino? Yep, that's Fel definitely Fel it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Feliz Navidad. He was the original. He is. Uh, he won a Grammy 
for it. Where it's in the Grammy Hall of Fame, whatever of that course. means. I don't even know. Oh, Michael Buble covered it. There are big covers. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, there's a million of them. What's interesting is how many of these songs are regarded as problematic by sane people now, but they've still been recorded by all of the most major names you can think of like that. Probably every year we will have to talk about the cash grabbiness of this genre. The holiday of Christmas is such a vulgar display of consumerism. So many Christmas songs are even about this. You know, buy me this, get me this, give me that, I got you this. The whole thing from the nature of what Christmas is all the way through the music just a giant money grab. Since that Tin Pan Alley thing we've talked about before, as soon as Tin Pan Alley got involved in writing these songs, most of them became about the greediness, I guess, that comes out in people around Christmas. Have you ever seen someone give someone else their Christmas list? Adults, I'm talking about here, obviously. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I have seen it. No and way. It is strange. Like a physical written this list? This is what I want for Christmas. No way. That's, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is a children's thing. This is like Halloween in a way in that like it's for kids, but adults hijack it and they make it like, oh, this is like a time for me to get something I want too. There are some adults that get way hard into Halloween. Halloween is the most adult kids holiday. Christmas is probably a close second. That's probably true. My hope is eventually there will be at least 24 hours worth of your favorite band sucks Christmas content, and we can start calling that the 13th day of Christmas. Yeah, cool with me. Before we start on this song, 12 Days of Christmas is obviously another one of those songs like 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall. Not a song that exists for the reasons a song should exist. It exists more as a comfort blanket for people who are afraid of silence, I think. The only reason to create a song like this is to kill a bunch of time making noise so you don't have to sit there and think about anything. 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer, take one down, pass it around. How long are we singing this song again? Yeah. It's the reason why it's a joke in movies. Anytime someone starts singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, it's either everyone's going to look at them like, no, we're not going to do that right now, you crazy person, or... It'll be a joke where there's one person in a room full of people doing that and the camera's going to zoom in on how terrible of a time they're having while the people around them are singing like 13 bottles of beer on the wall because then you know how long they've been sitting there listening to that. That's what that song is. It bums everyone with a soul. It bums them out. How far have you ever made it? Never. I don't think I've ever actually been in a room where people sang it. I was also sent to Christian schools, so... Definitely no we wouldn't beer. Have, wouldn't have even gotten away with it if we wanted to. We were probably dorky and brainwashed enough to do it. Right. Don't get me wrong. 99 Bibles for us to read right, exactly. and go to bed. That would have been the version that... The only one that would have flew. 99 Bibles to read. That's how 12 Days of Christmas works, too. If you're listening and you have no idea how this song works as the first line goes, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Mm -hmm. Then it goes, on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Each verse gets longer as another item and quantity of that item gets added, along with a repetition of everything that's already been said. Interesting fact, there are different versions. Yeah, from different places. Yeah, French hens. No, we're going with the OG yeah, just, one. We're just going to stick with the... We'll say the most common one. Well, I mean, we super don't care if you know different words. Those goofballs down in Australia had to write a bunch of their own Christmas songs with lyrics about how hot it is and kangaroos and mm -hmm. whatnot, because they don't have any of the Christmas stuff that North America has. So I know that their version of 12 Days of Christmas is an emu up a gum tree. 
<laughs> so yeah yeah sorry you're excluded from this one guys <laughs> there will not be an attempt for this bit to be inclusive sorry <laughs> maybe somebody in australia can book us and we'll have an australian version of this this is called a cumulative song each verse is longer than the one that came before it my first question are all the gifts that are being repeated from day to day actually being given again Oh, wait, so what you're saying is the first day of Christmas, Mashula gave me a partridge in a pear tree. So you're saying on the second day, they also got another partridge in a pear tree? The sentence begins with on the second day of Christmas. Right. Unless we're just counting what you got the previous days. Oh, my God, you're like blowing this out. Like you're saying it by the end of this, you're going to have 12 partridges Ex in a pear exactly. tree. Exactly. It's one partridge in a pear tree repeated 12 times for 12 days. That is a butt fuck load of partridges and pear trees. What does a pear tree cost? Can we buy a partridge? But it's also a ton more of every other thing in the song. Two turtle doves being given on all of 11 days for a total of 22 turtle doves is too many turtle doves. And how much do turtle doves cost? I have the total inventory if this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One partridge in one pear tree times 12 is 12 partridges, 12 pear trees. Two turtle doves times 11 is 22 of those fuckers. Three French hens times 10, 30 hens. Four calling birds. There are a lot of birds in this song. Times nine is 36 calling birds. Five golden rings times eight days is 40 golden rings. More birds. You got six geese a laying times seven days is 36 geese and Oof. however many eggs they're laying because they're laying seven swans a swimming times six is 36 swans plus I guess the pond they need to keep swimming eight maids a milking because we can still give people to other people as a <laughs> gift in this universe. What are they milking? You think the maids are being milked? Yeah, it, <laughs> or right. are they milking themselves? If the maids are milking cows, you're also getting however many cows in this deal. But there are eight but, of but them. But let's just say for a second, how do you gift someone? Hey, these eight lovely ladies are here to milk your cows. Is that a thing? It used to be a thing. What a Merry Christmas, Tyler. Eight maids times five, that's 40 of them. Nine ladies dancing times four days is 36 dancing ladies, so basically a nightclub. Okay, so in the ladies dancing version, there's Lords of Leaping. So it really is a nightclub. Some weird sadistic thing happening at this point. There's a bunch of ladies dancing and then a bunch of Lords of Leaping. And now there's some insane number of drummers drumming. Were they just standing around drumming? There's also 11 pipers piping. If that's happening two days in a row, you're getting 22 pipers. Then 12 drummers drumming is the grand finale. Yeah, I'd be so pissed if there was this buildup happening over 11 days and on day 12... The big finish is a bunch of fucking drummers show up. Oh shit, up. yeah. Has anybody ever thought to themselves, man, I wish this song were true. This is just kind of fucked up. And everyone knows this song. I would love four collie birds, three French hens. With these numbers, you're getting, I think, at least 170 birds in this song. <laughs> Dang, dude. Who, if someone gave you 170 birds... What are you going to do with them? Asshole thing to do. That's honestly, that's a prank. I think that's called a prank. Maybe that's what this song is. This whole song's a pizza prank? Yeah. I like how the giver changes too, because the giver is my true love. In some versions, my mother sent me in other versions. Fuck you, mom. Mom's a real practical joker, <laughs> it sounds like. 
it's someone who's giving you too much stuff. Why are you giving me all this stuff? It's yeah. not a kind thing to do even, right? It's definitely an asshole gift. This is just weird. If you were to actually gift someone all of these things, that's what we should have done. If we actually had money, if maybe we could have made this happen. I don't want to make this happen. No, I we don't should. Wanna... We should pick a lucky subscriber and give them all this that's shit. too much stuff, dude. Can we ship swans to people? Here's how much money we need. In 2015, the total cost of all these gifts was estimated by PNC to be around $34,000. Oof. So this isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do a crowdfunding. I guess the point of this song is if you aren't spending at least 30K on everyone you love this Christmas, you're a piece of shit. They set the bar early, man. 1780, this song was written. Who has a spare $30,000 laying around to just send all this stuff to someone? This is like a story you read about Marco Polo when you're a kid. Like Marco Polo going to another country and opening up trade routes and coming back richer than any person that anyone had ever seen here's how much stuff i have and then him and his brother are always fucking with each other so one christmas he just sends his brother all this stuff haha <laughs> have fun having christmas while you're dealing with all this shit here's the thing too is that it's my true love sent me if you were dating someone and they they actually gave you all this that's probably an alarm right in my mind if you're dating someone for say six months christmas comes up because it's the first christmas it's always awkward in your relationships is how it goes and they gifted you something completely ridiculous like a ferrari that's a red flag. That's not cool. That's scary. They've killed someone and they're trying to make sure that if you ever find out about it, you won't leave them. This is actually like a horror story song. It would be weird if someone tried to give you that, that extravagant of a gift. The whole gift thing gets out of control. That's actually the most stressful time. It is. I actually legitimately hate it. What do people really want? I don't know. It's uh, I don't. Like what do people, 90% of people's lives are clothing and their phones. I mean, honestly, just as a form of self-care these days, I rarely spend very much time sitting around thinking about things that I want and don't have. So much more stuff that sure. is constantly trying to bum you out. There's no reason to do it to yourself at any moment. That's why you should limit your time on social media. If you can't look at Instagram on Christmas Day without getting all jealous of thinking that other people's <laughs> lives are better than yours or something, that's also a really sad thing to do. It's also you, not them. Exactly. But also people that post all the shit that they got for Christmas. That's all social media is too anyways. And Christmas amplifies it. It's just a fucking humble brag the whole time. Everything is just flexing. Christmas for people that like to flex is the perfect flexing holiday. Over $1 trillion spent on retail goods purchased for Christmas 2018. $1 trillion spent last That's Christmas. a lot of Christmas gifts. People buy stuff around Christmas to say the least. You know what you probably used to of all the things that you got gifted last year for Christmas, majority of which you probably don't use or you threw away, is that new uh, charging pad for your phone. You probably still use that. Also, you already own four of them because you buy them for yourself in multi-packs because you know you're going to keep breaking <laughs> them or losing them and needing another one. Right. You're always going to need more. I mean, maybe that is a good gift 10 years from now and I run out of ones I already have bought for myself. I'll start using the ones you got for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Amazon effect. I just bought it on my phone. But that's why it's still a thing to record Christmas music. You know, people don't need anything. Doesn't your mom love Neil Diamond? He's right. got a Christmas album. Buy it for your mom. You don't want to make a product to sell on Christmas because people don't need more products. People do need more music. Well, they think they do. And Amazon can't just shit out songs. Even though music doesn't really sell that well anymore, it's still a great way to get attention. There's a reason Rosie O'Donnell and the guys from Duck Dynasty have made Christmas albums. Mm -hmm. When a mm -hmm. famous person makes a Christmas song or album or whatever, everyone's going to write about it. Everyone's going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we proved pretty well last time. 90% of the bands that we've covered. It's most. Probably 99% have Christmas songs. I think someday we should put out a Christmas album.
I think we should do it. It's guaranteed to make money is the thing. It's a thousand percent going to sell. It does not matter who you are. You put out a Christmas album, someone's buying it. You can make a Christmas album that's bad on purpose. And I don't even mean like songs that are funny. You can do the public domain songs that everyone knows and do them in a dumb, bad, funny, on purpose way. And people will still buy that. We should charge people for us not to put out a Christmas album. Dude, that's the thing. Like We're going to do it. If you don't give us enough money, we're going to do it. That's the move. This is Mark Mosley talking. Uh, by this time, you probably have a good idea whether you agree with us or not. And if you don't like the podcast, that's completely fine. Everyone needs a moronic friend. Either way, we don't really care. We just like to get discussions going around all these topics, you know? If you're a fan of me, Tyler, do us a favor. Go ahead and share this episode. Yeah, tweet about it. Post it on your Facebook Actually, the thing I think you should do, click the little share button on whatever phone you have, send it to someone that you know likes the band of the episode that you're currently listening to. It is most important <laughs> thing that you know where your friends stand with these things. And the only way to know that is you send them this episode. You wait for the fallout to happen. Right, then go to yfbspod.com. You can get stickers, buttons, shirts. By the time you're hearing this, there's no telling what'll be in the store. Just get something. Yeah. Make sure if it's a sticker, like put it on your car. On the passenger side window facing in after that friend doesn't even acknowledge that you sent them the episode but they definitely listen to it no way to resist it it's kind of awkward the next time you see them sure especially when you're wearing a your favorite band sucks t-shirt mm -hmm. you know yeah you'll like it i'm trying i'm trying a new catchphrase out <laughs> you'll like it you'll like it mark says you'll like it <laughs> the idea of christmas music it's always there it's like that one unethical thing everyone has that they know they can do to get rich but the only thing that keeps you from doing it is that you're a decent person christmas music is that thing and it will eventually turn you mm -hmm. if you make your entire living in the music business christmas music is gonna infect you it's gonna get to you it would be interesting to see how profitable it actually is in relation to everything else someone did I would like to see, for instance, the sales figures on Scott Weiland's Christmas album over regular Scott Weiland solo albums or even Velvet Revolver albums. I'd almost be willing to bet that Scott's Christmas album outsells all of those because more Stone Temple Pilots fans would buy that before they'd buy just a regular Scott Weiland solo album because they would have a morbid curiosity. And that's what drives a huge percentage of Christmas sales is this morbid curiosity for certain Joe Pesci has recorded mm -hmm. Christmas song. You're a band. There's an expectation. You're going to put out a new album every say three years. You can just put out a Christmas album and it's just a gift that keeps on giving every year. It, you don't have to re-record a new Christmas album every time. You just have to promote your Christmas album that you were recorded five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. And then every 10 years, you put out a new one. I do have some proof of how profitable Christmas music is to record. There are only about 15 songs ever that have sold more than 15 million physical copies as singles. Three of those songs are Christmas songs. It's a pretty strong percentage. One fifth. Right. 20% of the songs that have sold more than 15 million physical copies are Christmas songs. All those other songs don't know what genres they are, but I bet it's pretty diverse. The songs are All I Want for Christmas is You, Silent Night, and White Christmas. The problem with Christmas music is it exists as a way to hypnotize everyone into this capitalist wet dream that is the winter holiday season. Studies have shown that retail sales go up 
when slower Christmas music is playing. Apparently the faster Christmas music sort of gives everyone anxiety. But when a place is playing, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. It makes people spend money. Yeah, it just sure. does. Absolutely. You bundle up all the shit that nobody buys throughout the year. You put it in what's called a Christmas gift basket. Five things in one box. Ha ha ha. And they have nice soft Christmas music playing in the background. And maybe even the smell of cinnamon in the air. The thing is, we're recording this in 2019. It's going to be 2020 soon. The average American citizen is on to this shit following Cambridge Analytica and not into it. They're not feeling the tactics anymore, man. Well, yeah, malls are dying. Nobody goes to the mall to hear the Christmas music anymore. Because of shit like this. Yeah. It's because of the Christmas music. Yeah. Which is why this podcast created a challenge for businesses to broadcast to their customers. They will not be playing any Christmas music the entire holiday season. We've made this challenge to independent businesses, but Mm -hmm. if you listen to this and you happen to own, I don't know, Sears, you can do this too, buddy. Some smaller businesses have done this. If you're worried about some uptight religious community protesting your business, don't. It's the best free PR you're ever going to get. What I'm hoping, I want to see it go the exact opposite way just because I like to watch people suffer and think it would be really funny is if Amazon pushed out an update for the Amazon app because everyone spends all their time on their Amazon app anyways. Every time you open the Amazon app, it just started playing Christmas music while you were on the app and you couldn't turn it off. So many people now talking shit on Amazon and all I can think is, motherfucker, I know you are signed up for Amazon Prime. That would be the thing that would get people to drop Amazon. They can talk shit and hate Amazon all day and they'll still give them their money, but if every time you open that app it played Christmas music, yeah, delete. Drop in like flies. This shit is over. People are tired of it. People will start going to your business when they find out they're not going to have to hear any Christmas songs. I literally had a coupon one time that I thought I could use in my phone and it said in-store only and I just bought it on my phone and paid full price because I didn't want to go to the store. And it was going to save me like hundred bucks or something. That's how badly I did not want to go experience the store. Well, you definitely just pissed a lot of people off. What's it like to be rich? (laughs) I'm drinking champagne, man. I'm getting loose and I'm definitely not rich. It's hard not to feel rich drinking this champagne. Yet. Is that empty? Definitely not rich yet. We've still got another bottle if that's empty. It's early in this podcast, man. All right, so more people than ever are talking about how much they hate Christmas music. It's definitely a thing. I know I've talked before about how the Google Trends chart spikes every year for the Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You. I got to wondering about that, so I went and set that chart to go all the way back to the year 2004. I wanted to see what interest in this song looked like over the longest period of time that I could see. What was interesting is the most searches there ever were for this song happened in the winter of 2011 because Mariah Carey sang it as a duet for Justin Bieber's Christmas album. The Biebs. I didn't know that. I've only heard the version with her singing it. Your first generation, this was second generation. Yeah, that's true too. This is young people stuff. Sidebar here on Justin Bieber's career. The numbers are absolutely ridiculous compared to just about everything that came before him. I hadn't really looked at it before from a perspective of having any sort of awareness about the music business. It's kind of hilarious You're looking at the career of a kid who does not know any better. He will say yes to everything people tell him to do. This kid's manager is clearly ready to play in the majors, you know? Mm -hmm. So this kid starts blowing up on YouTube. Scooter Braun, that's a name everyone knows right now. Yeah, he's in the news. Scooter Braun calls up the parents. Yo, let me manage him. 
seven song EP on Island Records, followed by a 10 song LP on Island Records. Kid's got three writing credits on the EP, but he's a co-writer on every song on that 10 song album. Now, this is totally speculation on my part. I got to imagine there was a conversation that happened there. Don't know who would have started the conversation. In my imagination, the manager, whose income is a percentage of all the money this kid makes. Off the top. Yeah. Bieber's got to have a writing credit on every song on this album. Mm -hmm. Label's like, that's fine. You got to give us something in return, though. You got to play ball. Let us get in on the action. By selling the kid however we need to sell him to sell as many units as we can. And remember, you're getting a major cut on everything he makes. No problem. All of this sounds good, right? The next thing that happens after that is a compilation. Justin Bieber is one EP and one album into a career, but it's time for a greatest hits of the same recordings we just sold Everyone Who Cares. This compilation comes out nine months after the album. The same month the compilation came out, Bieber releases a 10-song album which is acoustic versions of the songs he'd already released then an album of remixes of those same songs then a christmas album where bieber is a co-writer on seven songs Woo! how can we squeeze every piece of juice out of this boy if a record label manager came to me and said we need to make as much money off this kid before being famous drives him insane how do we do it this would be my answer Mm mm-hmm do exactly this. Yeah. Record the bare minimum of material that you need to have recorded and then repackage and recycle that in as many ways as you can before you ever have to do anything else original with this kid. Is this, I wonder if that's kind of unique to music. Are there any other products? I mean, I guess maybe an iPhone, but you, it, it, it upgrades, it changes. You can't say that like the acoustic versions of the same seven songs isn't a better version or something. So the joke about iPhones is always it's yesterday's technology and tomorrow's package, uh-huh. right? Because Apple doesn't roll anything out unless other people have been doing it for long enough for all the kinks to have been ironed out. They don't it. want to beta test it. So when you're looking at a very commercial artist career and especially the beginning of it, what you're looking at is everything we know already works, which is why all the new shit sounds exactly the same as everything else that's happening. Yeah. And there's no character to any of it. Particularly in that world that he's in, there's not exactly a lot of innovation happening. Very similar to Christmas music, actually, oddly enough. It's almost like the music business just is built around this whole idea. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Greed. What do people call it? Greed? I think it's greed. It is a lot like that. It's pretty much Christmas every day in the music business. For some people, not most. You have the song with Mariah Carey, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest modern Christmas song. Get the lady who sings one of the three best-selling Christmas songs ever to sing that actual song with your guy. That's going to sell. On the songs that everyone knows, the classics that Bieber's not a writer on, most of those have other famous guest singers like Usher. You're not making money on these. Make sure they get as much attention as possible. These are doing the heavy lifting as far as getting wallets to open. Sure. The classics with the guest stars. Pad the rest of it with bullshit that we're going to say this kid wrote. You can even take a couple words out of the title of that Christmas Lady song and record another song called All I Want Is You. That's a song on this album. So All I Want For Christmas Is You and All I Want Is You are two songs that are on this fucking album. What could possibly incentivize Mariah Carey to agree to this? These are the times you wish you could see the contracts. I can't fathom how much they paid her. It had to have been a 
mind-boggling amount of money. She has no incentive whatsoever to re-record a new version with Justin Bieber unless it is a huge paycheck. It wouldn't even have to be in the deal because of how famous Justin Bieber was. So they wouldn't have even needed to pay her. Here's the most famous kid in the world. We're going to record your song. So you're going to get paid as a writer. Right. We're going to launch it straight back into the atmosphere. She's getting royalties on all these sales as a writer on that song. It boosts the interest in finding out the original, even just on YouTube plays by this point, yeah. 2011, she's getting paid just on YouTube plays. Dang, dude, we need to write a Christmas song. God bless America. If we had one, <laughs> 100, the amount of money that she has made off that song, we'd be recording on a cruise ship. We should do that. We should go on a cruise and record on an episode on a cruise ship. I've actually recorded radio on a cruise. It's not that fun. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> as famous as you, Tyler. I don't get invited on cruises like you do. The main thing is nobody makes a Christmas album for artistic reasons. It's always a commercial decision. Whether you're getting a check or you know the check is coming down the road because of what Christmas is and how it sells. If there was an interview where somebody said that it wasn't that way, oh no, I recorded this 12 days of Christmas because I just, you know, and they went on some artistic diatribe, I would immediately be like, you are so full of shit. It's hard to trust anything else said by someone who acts that way. I'll tell you that for sure. This is also true for every artist of Sound Mind who's ever done a Christmas album. It's not just Justin Bieber, but I will say Justin Bieber is maybe the most used name. People giving comments trying to mock our taste in music. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Beatles suck. What do you guys listen to, Justin Bieber? You guys were probably born in the 90s. I was like, yeah, I wish. I fucking <laughs> wish I was born in the 90s, dude. That'd be so fucking cool. Justin Bieber is probably the most common name in those comments. One of the reasons that happens, those are from people who believe they value artistic creativity over a commercial product. Mm. They can see that Justin Bieber is a commercial product. That's why they want to make fun of him. Yeah. There's no way Justin Bieber's actual second album is a Christmas album because it's what he grew up dreaming of doing someday. <laughs> I want to be a famous musician so I can re-record these old Christmas songs someday. You think he was listening to Jackson 5, Santa Claus is coming to town and just knew he could do do a better job i wish i hope yes i hope that is the actual story not possible what really motivated you to you know get into music i wanted to get big enough to put out a christmas album all i want for christmas is you the reason 2011 was the year with most people searching that song is justin bieber and if that hadn't happened it would have been a steady decline since then. Even the Hallmark Channel had Mariah Carey direct a Christmas movie in 2015. But last year, 2018, was the year of least interest in this song. Mm. And it's been declining for years. People don't give a shit about this. I know it's going to hit the music charts again. It's because no one's listening to anything new. It all is bullshit. So they're not listening to it, which is why Mariah Carey is going to be uh, fucking probably number one this year. Probably by the time she actually gets the check, it's February or March. Every year she opens the check and she's like, oh, yeah, I got my three million dollar check. Last year she was like, yeah, I got my three. Oh, shit. It's only 2.8 million. This year it's like 2.5 and then all of a sudden she like starts freaking out. I might take a screenshot of this chart to use as this episode's picture because I think people should see it and realize everyone wants Christmas music to stop. I've got more examples. If you go to Spotify's holiday playlist section, the Christmas hits and Christmas classics playlist, which are the ones with all the songs everyone feels obligated to have playing in their homes and businesses, those ones all have 2 million followers and it's just because people think they have to have this stuff playing. All of the playlists of newer Christmas songs, all the people who think they're going to be the next Mariah Carey and jump up to one of those two million plays playlists, 
Mm-hmm. Those playlists have 15,000 followers. Right. Just a massive drop off. People think this is a tradition. And we have to keep the tradition alive because this is so important to keep it alive. Yes. Without Christmas music, what would Christmas be? If it weren't for the songs, what would we do? <laughs> this is a very recent deviation in the grand scheme of things. We can just go back to not doing it. Mm-hmm. Last year, we got pretty deep into how Charles Dickens is largely responsible for Christmas making a comeback. No one really celebrated Christmas and certainly not the way they do now before he wrote A Christmas Carol. He really puts the dick in Dickens. He did that with a book and books don't come with music. (laughs) That's right. Well, how would they? If you're trying to sell Christmas, that's the only way to do it. You've got to present a totally unrealistic version of the holiday and the first thing you got to get rid of is the music. I think he called the whole book A Christmas Carol as misdirection. It's probably one of the most important decisions he made in writing a book that would get everyone to fall back in love with Christmas because they fucking hated this holiday for so many reasons. And one of them was caroling. Specifically, caroling was a thing that everyone hated about Christmas. Well, I just think to myself how ridiculous this idea is, is first of all, it's probably freezing cold out most places. It is, which is why you get drunk. Right, you're walking around the neighborhood, half on your ass, sipping on eggnog or whatever else you're drinking with whiskey in it, singing songs, and then I guess you stop at someone's house and they freeze their ass off because they feel obligated to either stand outside or stand there with the door open, and they have to suffer with you. (laughs) And do you give these people money? Are they basically like panhandlers, but with singing? Have you actually seen people go caroling never actually one time same and i think the reason why is i don't think this is actually a thing after a few things changed about the world because what caroling actually was was basically class warfare Mm. and this is the kind of thing that charles dickens if you're trying to present it at all you'd either have to blatantly lie to the point where no one would take the rest of this book seriously no one would have read the rest of the story they would have been like well this is some bullshit shit that's not what that is just gloss over this we're not talking about a bunch of people going around giving the gift of song to their peers and neighbors this is not people just going around their neighborhoods singing songs this is poor people going to rich neighborhoods and making as much noise as they can as late into the night as they can refusing to leave until they're given enough money or food or enough booze to make it worth moving on to the next block Mm -hmm. this is exactly what caroling was when it was a thing that existed christmas trick-or-treating basically it is can i turn my light off on my porch like a halloween if you don't want trick-or-treaters you turn your light off i think that that would make them think that their efforts would be more successful he's gone to sleep he's gonna want to go back to sleep <laughs> right he's for sure gonna pay us <laughs> we're not leaving until <laughs> so we get paid and they're like see peeking out the blinds they're like i saw him keep singing he's in there he's got a ham i saw him buy it at the store two days <laughs> ago right. So what you're saying is if people come into my house this year caroling. It's fucking trespassing. Honestly, trespassing laws were probably updated in order to prevent things like what caroling used to be. It was probably the middle upper classes saying, yo, you got to give us some laws to stop them from doing that. The Christmas Carol, we wish you a Merry Christmas is actually about caroling it's like passive aggressive well that's why it says oh bring us a figgy pudding and bring it right here yes we won't go till we get some so bring it right here these are the lyrics of this song super passive aggressive if you don't do it it's supposed to bring bad luck on your house also these drunk poor people might decide they're coming in anyway yeah this is before electricity you cannot call the police right 
Also, the police is a guy and maybe another guy down there in a building. 20 people who are drunk. Hear him coming, blow out the candles. Caroling basically used to be the worst version of trick-or-treating. Ding dong, we're here. Give us some stuff or we might kick your ass. I just thought about this fact that, honest to God, going caroling in this day and age... You're putting your life in danger. People are on their phones while they're driving. You, Carol, in my neighborhood, you're going to get run over. Last year, one of the things we tried to do was make a note of whether or not every band we'd done an episode on had done a Christmas song. We said that Red Hot Chili Peppers have never done a Christmas song. Someone pointed out on a technicality, the album out in L.A. has a bonus track of them singing Deck the Halls. But it's one of those things where they're doing it all terrible on purpose as a big joke. Obviously trying to do it like Christmas carolers would do. Deck the Halls is a song that predates the holiday of Christmas entirely, Mm -hmm. if you trace its roots. So this is a song that carolers would for sure have been singing. It's a New Year's song, but it's a song that carolers would have been singing for as long as Christmas caroling was a thing. So that's the kind of song that these drunk people are going to your house and singing. I think it's so interesting because that's not what most people, I think, would view carolers as. Nice little church choir walking around singing. But no one's ever seen Freeze that. Freeze took us That's off. only ever a thing in movies. <laughs> That's all it ever only is. Only ever a thing in stories. I definitely, as a kid, watched you know Christmas movies and thought to myself, man... I've never seen a Christmas carol ever. And I always thought it was because of where we lived. I was like, well, maybe they don't come all the way out here where we live. If you could go back in time and ask a Puritan or a Calvinist what they thought about Christmas entirely as a holiday, they would have told you there's nothing in the Bible to suggest a celebration of this holiday. Christmas is, in fact, rooted in pagan traditions that worshipped many other gods except for the right one. Yeah. Go look up what a Yuletide celebration involves sometime. Yeah, Christmas is pagan as shit. They basically got drunk, sacrificed a bunch of animals, sprayed the blood all over each other and everything else, and then ate a bunch of food. That sounds cool as shit. Happy Christmas. Why can't we bring back that version? That sounds cool as fuck. Let's do away with modern Christmas and go back to its roots. Those Puritans also would have told you one of the worst things about Christmas is the music because they would have been talking about carolers and the type of behavior associated with caroling. The winter feast of Saturnalia, everyone used to get wasted, dance around in a circle, and sing songs. This is where the tradition of Christmas caroling comes from. Uh People drunk in a circle singing songs turns into people get drunk and go to other neighborhoods. That's why the 12 Days of Christmas thing makes sense. Oh yeah, we need to figure out a song that's going to take up as much time as possible. (laughs) Right. No one's going to forget the words, even Frank, when he gets shit-faced. I'm not talking about they're drinking some beer. Oh, it's a sin. I'm talking like look up any article about what a shit show Santa Con is every year. All the things people do when they get Christmas drunk. It just gives everyone a pass to be an asshole. It doesn't really matter what they're singing. You know, it could be anything. Maybe in the beginning, the only Christmas songs they know are a bunch of in excelsis deo type shit. But it doesn't take roving packs of poor drunk people half a step away from rioting in rich neighborhoods very long to start making up dirty songs. It is guaranteed. This is how we have the genre of horny Christmas songs. If we end up doing a Christmas album, can we do like dirty Christmas songs? Yeah, we can do whatever we want to. People are going to buy it. It doesn't matter. That's right. Whatever we want to. Yeah, we'll do 12 Days of Christmas, our version. We can actually charge CD prices for MP3 downloads, and people will still buy it. Definitely. And you have to buy it. Not available on streaming. We've also talked about how songs that are written for other holidays will become Christmas songs. There are a lot of songs that are written just to be winter songs. 
and they get pulled into being Christmas songs. A lot of that is because of caroling. I'd go so far as to say most winter songs that became Christmas songs are horny winter songs, and they became Christmas songs because of the pagan orgy roots of the holiday. Like, if you ever hear Donny Hathaway do This Christmas... I'm pretty sure he thinks caroling is fucking. Mm. The words are like fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. And the way he sings it is like, he's coming. It sounds like he's coming. Mm. To be fair, carolers did used to fuck. You're in a group of drunk people running around outside. Eventually, a couple of them are going to pair off and go to pound town. Behind a tree somewhere. Because they got a drunk group alibi. Yeah, yeah no, they, they were with us the whole time. Because if they don't say that, they'll have to admit they were blacked out and don't remember. Yeah. How many affairs have happened and caroling it's been a lot it used to be pretty difficult to get out of the house unchaperoned as a young single person it's a great excuse this is true for most genres by the way not just christmas music if you go back before like the year 1960 100 of the songs you know that have anything to do with a couple figuring out how to be alone somewhere mm-hmm. especially outside of a house those are songs about fucking Let It Snow, Sleigh Ride, and Winter Wonderland are all songs about fucking. There are so many Christmas songs that are about fucking. Think about what I'm saying. This is real. I saw mommy fucking Santa Claus. Basically, yeah. A lot of newer songs are way more direct than that. All I Want for Christmas is You is one of the ultimate horny Christmas songs. Literally is saying. Oh, let's fuck. Yes. If someone you're dating says All I Want for Christmas is You, they are literally telling you let's fuck all i want for christmas is you to hold my hand yeah exactly this is not a beatles song (laughs) right i want you to stare into my eyes yeah right and of course there's baby it's cold outside which is horny in a real gross way Mm -hmm. it's cold outside we have to stay inside where it's warm this is the one where the girl's like what's in my drink to the guy who wrote this song oh bill cosby dude there are a lot of people who are upset about this song these days this song has been banned on many radio stations Mm. now you're not going to hear this song as often as he What's used in to. my drink? There are a lot of people who make excuses for this song by saying it was common for a young lady of that time to say, what's in this drink? As a one-liner, sort of jokingly blame something (laughs) she really wants to do on the fact that she's been drinking. Sure. You know, it's funny to undermine the concept of consent. (laughs) It's not funny at all. (laughs) This is one of my favorite things that people say. Well, yeah, that seems fucked up now, but that's what was normal at the time. Doesn't mean that it wasn't fucked up. We know it was normal at the time. That's actually what we're saying is fucked up about it. It's fucked up that that was normal. Right. Still fucked up. What old people thought was normal was usually pretty fucked up and it's why the world sucks now. So sorry if we want to talk about it sometimes. Okay, Boomer. So I don't think we've discussed what the actual Christmas mistletoe tradition is. We have referred to it, but I don't... I I don't even know. So it used to be that any guy could kiss any gal... So rapey. ...if he found her standing under some mistletoe. If he was like... And points up and she looks up. Uh, I'm married with three kids. Doesn't matter. You're getting kissed, bitch. And (laughs) the whole thing is, again, much like the caroling thing, it's supposed to be instant bad luck if she doesn't kiss this guy. Well, when in doubt, add the superstition. I would assume this is supposed to go across class and race lines throughout history. The reality is probably not. I would 
be inclined to believe that people in certain stations in life would not presume to actually try to enact this superstition on someone they could possibly die by trying to make this kiss happen but i'm also sure there were a lot of unwanted advances made in these times uh it's so painful again this all started in victorian england which is a country full of people obsessed with ghosts and superstition they definitely believed in bad luck that's the thing about superstition if someone is superstitious it's so easy to manipulate someone that's superstitious or like an entire society yeah oh you did that it's bad luck if you do that it's so easy to change their behavior be like oh you shouldn't do that even if it's obviously something they should do like for example saying no to steve who's trying to kiss you under the mistletoe because you're at a work party bad luck if you don't kiss me so that's why there are so many songs about i'll be waiting for you under the mistletoe or i hope to run into you under some mistletoe or whatever it's a sure thing for someone who's been trying to get out of the friend zone it's Ooh, essentially what it is I know, that's so fucked up the other thing about mistletoe is it's a parasitic plant so all of these songs and this whole tradition and everything about this is vampiric as all hell all these songs are basically sung by an incubus or a succubus so like christmas basically sucks your soul it is soul sucking also the reason why all these ancient cultures thought mistletoe was cool is because the white berries made them think of cum great this whole fertility hey hey, rocknor let's go stand under the cum plant has no one ever thought about how many christmas songs have the word cum in them no, I haven't. Here comes Santa Claus. What if it's a song about Santa Claus nutting? There's a song called Nutting for Christmas. Santa Baby is for sure about someone who's fucking Santa Claus. Oh, 1000%, yes. Trying to insinuate to Santa Claus that Santa should be forthcoming with some extremely expensive gifts because this person hasn't fucked anyone else i yeah that is obviously about fucking santa claus this is probably what happens to someone who heard i saw mommy kissing santa claus too many times as a kid i saw mommy fucking santa claus and now i wanna fuck him too (laughs) yeah our christmas album is writing itself oh no you're tricking me into writing the christmas song (laughs) it's a champagne Yo, do me a favor real quick if you're listening to this podcast. Which you uh, are. You're obviously listening to this podcast. Do you think they're listening to the podcast right now? They're still listening. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're listening, yeah. We really need you to subscribe. Wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button. Definitely make sure you're subscribed. We've got merch now. What, shirts and pins and stickers and stuff? Yeah, on the website. Go to our website, yfbspod.com. Just do it. Just do it. That would be a good slogan for something. we should make a shirt. Okay. Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree is just one of many songs about how people want to fuck each other underneath a Christmas tree. I never even thought about that till now. Now I feel like I have to get laid under a Christmas tree just to say I did it. All I want for Christmas is you to fuck me underneath the tree. It's all coming together. You need to listen to these songs in order. I'm going to open that other bottle. It's bottle number two. I feel like I should have brought my Christmas hat. The Uncle Eddie hat. You ever seen? Yes. Yeah. That's what I wear at Christmas time all the time. Yeah, only that hat is hot as fuck. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a long episode. Oh, yeah, I think so. And then there's the genre of horny Christmas songs that are so blatant, they should probably be called something more extreme than just horny. These songs are practically sexual harassment. 
Like if the dude in the next cubicle over is blasting Clarence Carter's backdoor Santa on repeat all day, <laughs> you pretty much got to report him to HR, right? Man, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, backdoor Santa. It's a very sexual song. Clarence Carter, for people who don't know, loves to write songs about fucking in the ass. Ladies do this too, though. What, fucking the ass? Well, yeah. Ella Fitzgerald has a song that is Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. <laughs> so <laughs> I love quiet quadruple entendres. I think we said last year that if Gene Simmons wrote a Christmas song, it'd probably be something like I got stuck in your chimney and a chimney would be a girl's asshole. I think right, that's what Obviously, yes. Maybe he would just do a cover of this song. I mean, at least Ariana Grande's out here being responsible with her feelings. Her Christmas song, Let It Snow, It's Blasting Now, But I Won't Get In The Mood. I'm avoiding every mistletoe until I know it's true love that he thinks of. Mm. So next Christmas, I'm not all alone. Mm -hmm. We're just cuddling in my Christmas songs. Yeah, yeah, I need to know that you love me before we fuck. This is Ariana's Christmas song. By the way, I have no clue how old she was when this came out. I just realized (laughs) I probably should have looked up how old she was when this came out. I'm going to need you to put a ring on it before we fuck. It's like she heard all these other horny Christmas songs and decided to cock block the world. So this is possibly an abrupt subject shift, but we said last year we would talk about country music Christmas songs and heavy metal Christmas songs this year. Here Comes Santa Claus and Jingle Bell Rock are both country songs. I know most people don't realize that, but the most famous versions of these songs are by country artists Gene Autry and Bobby Helms. By far the most famous. That's what everyone knows. They're just standard Christmas songs that everyone knows, you know. Mm. But these two songs are basically pop songs that were being marketed as country at the time. What I meant when I said country Christmas songs was way more fucked up than this. Mm. I was talking about songs that are actually country music because the thing about country music is it's about reality. And in reality, Christmas sucks. So country songs that are about Christmas make you feel terrible. Yeah. They just rip your heart out with no regard for your feelings Mm -hmm. or sanity or whether you had plans for the day. People listening to country music during Christmas time just crying all day long, sad and depressed. Just to run through a few of these real fast, Willie Nelson wrote a song called Pretty Paper. It's about how nobody doing their Christmas shopping wants to acknowledge the existence of this person who's been disabled outside trying to sell wrapping paper. Right. Oh, you're going to go in the store and buy expensive gifts? At least buy some wrapping paper from me. This is a way to get some change. That's depressing as fuck. The lyrics are, there he sits all alone on the sidewalk, hoping that you won't pass him by. Should you stop? Better not. Much too busy. You're in a hurry. My, how time does fly. Well, that's great. That's I dark. certainly want to go shopping now. <laughs> that is dark. Woo, that's why you don't hear that song in the Dillards when you you're walking around. Definitely don't. And it's because it's very true, too. People act like this holiday is about all these altruistic things, but it's really tribalist as hell. See how neighborly things get when two parents reach for the last one of whatever the hot toy that year is on the shelf. Oh man, those are some of the best videos. Always some like YouTube compilation of like 2019 item that people like trampled each other for. Or Walmart. Walmart would be like, this is a TV for $6. And everyone's like, (laughs) holy shit. Now that everyone has a smartphone camera in their pocket, we get to see a lot of videos of this. Do you remember the year that it was Tickle Me Elmo? 
Oh, yes. That's the first year that I think I became aware of this. Unless Furbies happened before that, I'm not sure. I think they did. I think Furbies happened first. Tickle Me Elmo was one of the biggest. These are some of the first ones I remember. And basically what happened there is the Tickle Me Elmo people sent one of them to Rosie O'Donnell because she had a one-year-old kid at the time. Then they sent her a box of 200 more Tickle Me Elmo dolls that she gave away to her audience on her massive television talk show. Yeah, big show. In October of that year. Next thing you know, everywhere is sold out of this thing. It's the must-have children's gift of the year, and parents are beating the shit out of each other yeah. in stores yeah, over this it. is the best part about Christmas. That's Christmas, this man. This is my favorite. This, this makes me actually think Christmas should keep going. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Man. This is what happens at Christmas. Fucking each other up for Christmas gifts. It's insane. I think it should be like this all the time. I think during <laughs> Christmas time, Amazon should shut down so everyone has to physically go to the mall. It would be the best shit. I was going to call you a hardcore capitalist, but shutting down Amazon definitely takes you out of that category. Or, okay, You're no, just okay. thirsty for blood at this point. <laughs> Here's, yeah. The deal is like Amazon during Christmas sets up storefronts. A hundred people order the Tickle Yamba, but we only got 98 in. Fucking hunger games for toys they're selling subscriptions to everyone in Prague, sitting around in castles watching this shit on their laptops what's going to be the future one the future one will be i know my neighbor susan got an elmo douse so when the ups man comes to deliver her package i'm gonna steal i'll her just shit. kill him yeah i'll, kill him. <laughs> I'll just kill him right. and then i'll take the doll this is christmas man just a little postscript on this tickle me elmo thing that happened in 1996 rosie o'donnell came out with her first christmas album three years after this wait i can make people do what at christmas time i will be making a christmas album <laughs> of course i have what power you say hmm it's the first thing you do. Have you ever heard the Merle Haggard song, If We Make It Through December? I have not, no. This song is not screwing around. Got laid off down at the factory and their timing's not the greatest in the world. Heaven knows I've been working hard. Wanted Christmas to be right for daddy's girl. I don't mean to hate December. It's meant to be the happy time of year. And my little girl don't understand why daddy can't afford no Christmas here. God damn. This is real Christmas vibes for a lot of people. But also, this is what I'm talking about. Because it's like, damn, yeah, all that's true. But I don't see how you <laughs> reminding me of that yeah. is exactly meant to help. Kind of just feel like going back to bed now. And maybe I won't wake up and that would be the best thing for everyone. Yeah. Again. I don't know, man. These are songs not being pumped into fucking Macy's. No. No one, no one's buying shit with a smile on their face. That's what I'm saying about country music in. Christmas songs. Yeah. They're common for blood. They're shit all over your feelings. While we're on these depressing Christmas vibes, I mentioned in maybe the first year episode that I'll Be Home for Christmas was once banned. So American soldiers stationed overseas in a war didn't have to be reminded over and over again that they wouldn't be home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Super depressing Christmas song. That happened in World War II. The song was banned by the BBC. They mm -hmm. thought soldiers stationed overseas didn't need to hear that. Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is we probably ought to ban all country Christmas songs if this is the thing we're really worried about. Oh, boy. John Denver, Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Awesome. Please, my alcoholic father, don't beat my mommy on Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. It's yeah. about a dad who comes home drunk, passes out under the Christmas tree, so the mom starts crying and sends the kid to bed early. I think I did hear that one in uh in JCPenney. 
Now that you say There's that. There's no way you heard no, that. No, last time I was there, I'm pretty sure I did hear that There's one. There's no way. Yeah, the lady behind the counter was crying while she was spraying perfume in my face. I mean, I don't know who keeps letting folk singers record songs written by bullshit pop songwriters like the One Hit Wonders and Starland vocal band and pretending that it's country music, but I wish they would stop. Even if you find a real country singer and give them pop material, it's not going to be the same thing I'm talking about. It's not going to be one of these rip your heart out country songs. It's just going to be some trash like Jingle Bell Rock and Here Comes Santa Claus are Christmas country songs, but they're terrible. Jingle Bell Rock has to be some of the worst lyrics you'll ever hear. Jingle Bells chime in Jingle Bell time, dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square in the frosty air. Mm-hmm. What is Jingle Bell Square? It's not a place. <laughs> Does that exist? I've never found a place called Jingle Bell Square. Well, it would be a uh, square is usually in a town. So the town would be called Jingle Bell. Jingle no. Bell Town. Don't believe that exists. I mean, anyone could write these lyrics. The melody is This sounds like something that would be whistled by a 1950s milk delivery yeah, person. It probably was. Here comes Santa Claus lyrics are right up there with it, though. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. So it's a road that's worth being named Santa Claus Lane. And you think it's a notable event that Santa Claus uses it sometimes. How did it get called that? Ugh. One of the lines in this song is, so hang your stockings and say your prayers. because Santa Claus comes tonight. It sounds like he's going to kill everyone when he gets there. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Which is the perfect segue into heavy metal Christmas songs. My favorite thing about Christmas metal songs is how serious metalheads take themselves. Right. Everyone that is a self-professed huge King Diamond fan is a very true in their mind metalhead i like satan and worshiping pizza or whatever the fuck that they do but king diamond has a christmas song no presents for christmas by king diamond is hilarious you trash ass motherfuckers i don't think it's hilarious on purpose i think it's supposed to be heavy or something or something this is the first thing king diamond put out after merciful fate broke up the first time in 1985 uh-huh. king diamond put out a christmas single it's his first single as a solo artist think about that for a second yeah king diamond upside down cross theatrical heavy metal god king diamond has a christmas song and we're not talking about steel panther or whatever other parody of metal band you want to talk about this is the darkness has a christmas song. are they metal i don't know that's a band i'm talking about who's making fun of metal the darkness for sure i think king diamond's serious though king diamond's definitely serious well and that's the thing too is sometimes i know that bands put out heavy metal bands in particular they like to change the words or make it dark it's still a fucking christmas song man i don't care if you change the lyrics twisted sister puts out 12 days of christmas or whatever version that they put out and they changed the lyrics. It's still dumb. It's still a Christmas song. What's messed up is basically every hair metal band has done Christmas songs. It honestly looks like more hair metal bands have recorded Christmas songs than have not. I could see people thinking that I'm joking, but I am not. This is what happens when Kurt Cobain murders your genre's entire value in the pop market. Essentially what happened is Nirvana came along and now these bands have to try to find a way to survive on all the fans they already have because they're not getting any more. The supplies cut off. Pop culture's done with you. Mm-hmm. You have the fans you got. Take them and do whatever you can with them. Losing who knows how many of that crowd every time the whole industry takes a hit. Can you imagine what hair metal bands in the 90s, the problems that they're facing? 
Dude, yeah, the list is just depressing. That's how you end up with Dokken recording Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, come on, man. Dokken? Dokken. Recording a freaking Christmas song? They put a pretty sick guitar riff on it. Really brings out that aforementioned vibe of Santa may kill you when he gets to town. Santa Claus is going to fuck you up. Santa Claus is going to kick your ass, kid. But once the words come in, you cannot save it. Dokken, Alice Cooper. Every hair metal band. Come on. It's just anything they can do to make money seriously just bummer also a lot of them aren't smart enough to write their own christmas song they're recording a classic that's in public domain as a gimmick because they mm. know everyone's gonna think it's funny oh striper has a christmas song or oh sticks has a christmas song let's go listen to it sticks is not a hair metal band right skid row uh, skid row has a yep. christmas song let's that's got to be funny let's listen to it right also let's make a compilation yeah. and sell that because people will buy it bro i got you a hair metal compilation of christmas songs ha 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 al jorgensen has put out a Christmas single it's always Christmas time which actually seems sincere it does not seem like a joke mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable to listen to Amana Marth has a Viking song which is this cookie monster metal song about remembering that you love Christmas so much when you were a kid that it makes you cry the lyrics go on to say that officially as Vikings, they have to say they despise Christian holidays like Christmas, but secretly they cannot help but fall under the spell of Christmas like everyone else. And it brings a tear to their eye. Uh, this is real. I don't know if this whole band is supposed to be a parody of a metal band. I didn't think that was the case with Amon Amarth. I thought, I thought they were serious. I thought people took this seriously, but maybe this is a band like the darkness. So yeah, as usual with the Christmas episode, we're recording this a little ahead of holiday time and then we're going to give ourselves a bit of breathing room over the holidays by not releasing any more episodes for a little bit. It's our Christmas gift to you. It always is. Just a little break from us because everyone could use a break from each other, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what Christmas is. So we're going to peace out while you're having to deal with all this other shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As such, we don't have a next episode to plug. There's no real reason for no outro for this so yeah i guess cue the outro music right after mark reminds you that if your favorite music is christmas music your favorite music sucks All right, that should be enough of a break. And now what we're going to do is come back for everyone who actually listens all the way to the end of every yeah. episode. Yeah, this is where the outro would be. Yeah, because I know a lot of people don't listen to the outros and fuck them. Uh, that's crazy. I, I love your outros. I think, well, I don't care if people like them or not, but if you don't listen to them, fuck you. I have yeah. thought to myself, God, if Tyler ever asked me to do an outro, I'm going to be bummed because I'm not going to do it I as good. I need you to start doing them. No way, dude. It would be really great if you started no doing way, the outros. Dude, I'm not good. Uh, You're way better than me. Well, that flattery will get you everywhere in life. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, this episode doesn't need an outro because there's not another band to tease. We are coming back and there's more episodes to come, but we don't know what's going to happen next. For everyone who does listen to the outros, we're just going to give you more of the episode. We're still here. We're a little bit drunk. It's not safe for us. We to, are on our second bottle of champagne roads, at this point. The roads are all snowy and iced over. It's not <laughs> It's not safe for us to be on them. Um, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Dude, it's Christmas time. It's fucking cold. The last thing they heard us talk about was metal Christmas songs. There's always that other type of metal Christmas song. Every Christmas song with jingle bells in it. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Who came up with that version? It is weird that everyone knows that. Yeah, where did that come from? Everyone's got their version. Well, I don't mean the lyrics. Jingle bells as an instrument. Get it? Metal Christmas song? Metal bells? 
<laughs> oh my god is that too is no that, that's great is it not good enough no that's good I is that, it. Not, that was we, a good that was great should we cut that out of the no end? no no you definitely that in. should we cut that out of the secret track at the end of this episode <laughs> yeah, this is this is just bonus time if people don't like it i don't give a fuck right this is like that secret yeah, track you have to the, fast forward to this is the c squad you put in the game after you've already won it by a blowout that's hope, what we're doing right now <laughs> is there a way to do secret tracks on well yeah you play the outro music and then just keep talking people look at their player and they're like oh shit this one's got 10 minutes left is that a mistake there are some people out there who have our backs you know they might think we tacked uh, accidental 10 minutes of silence on the end of an episode yo just so you guys know i know everyone always trying to get you on technicalities you accidentally left 10 minutes on that christmas episode that's all we're trying to beat is that like yeah. anything better than dead air is great right now that's true no dead air Okay, a little bit of dead air. <laughs> Here's the thing about Jingle Bells as an instrument. There's no possibility of changing notes on Jingle Bells. So once you make the decision to put Jingle Bells in a song as a sound, it's just that sound for the entire song. Mm -hmm. Every song with Jingle Bells in it all right, so here's what I want you to do. Next time All I Want for Christmas is You comes on. You still like that song by some chance. Put that song on, find the jingle bells in the mix and focus on that for a minute and then try to stop focusing on the no, jingle bells for a minute. It's once it's in there, it's over. Yeah, that's why everyone hates Christmas music right there. There are jingle bells on Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Of course. God damn, what a terrible song. Wonderful Christmas Time is definitely one of the 10 worst songs that have ever been recorded. And it has jingle bells on it. Jingle bells are a thing that began on pack animals, animals that would be hauling a sled or sleigh across snow. The lines in the song, Jingle Bells, bells on bobtail ring, that's a reference to putting bells on a horse who's had its tail bobbed to make it easier to hook it up to a wagon or sleigh or cart or whatever. Mm. And the practice of putting bells on these animals in winter comes from how quiet horse-drawn carriages are across the snow. People can't hear when a fucking sleigh of horses is coming at them over the snow and it takes a long time to slow one down if you're on the thing and see someone coming before they hear it. So what ends up happening is rich person runs over poor person. Let's put some bells on these horses to make this stop happening. Uh, right, right. Man, I, I ran clean over that guy. <laughs> well, did you have your bells on, John? No, I took them off. Oh, you're fucked then. Dude, it's dude, like, you are so getting sued. It's like a police body yeah. camera. Uh, sir, where are your bells? I swear to God they were on there when I left the house. <laughs> they must have fallen off in the snow. <laughs> sir, you've killed the whole entire family. You were driving down the road without your bells on. They had no clue. What if we put bells on other animals? I don't know. Fucking fuck bells. You want to annoy me? Walk by my house with bells on your dog. You have bells on your dog? You're a dick. Do, do people do that? Yes. I know. I know this for a fact that people put dogs on. I mean, put dogs on their bells because that's what people care about is the bells. Put bells on their dogs so they can hear the dog coming. Chicka, 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 along there's Yoda. Ha, ha, ha. Chicka, 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 as he runs to the house. So I don't think people know this about the song Jingle Bells, but this is another song that was not written as a Christmas song. Uh, there are some people who think it may have been written as a Thanksgiving song, but it was definitely written as just a winter song. The original title was One Horse Open Sleigh, which means you guessed it, this is a horny winter song. Because some yeah. young man or woman is trying to get laid. That's how it becomes a Christmas song because all horny winter songs end up as Christmas songs. 
The lyrics are about picking a girl up and taking her out on a real fast sleigh ride until you spin out of control. What the fuck do you think that's up? This is what every like 50s rock song about picking a girl up in your hot rod. These are all about the same exact things as this. We all know what songs about getting in your car and going real fast are really about. Dang, that's so crazy. All Christmas songs come back to getting laid. Go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight and sing this slang song. Just get a bobtailed bay. 240 is his speed. Hitch him to an open sleigh and crack. You'll take the lead. Just pick her up in your horse thing. Yeah. And get off alone in the woods somewhere. You'll be the first guy in your high school class to get laid. Just make sure the bells are on there. Wait, wait. You know how like in movies, maybe in real life, when you were trying to like go pick up the girl from her house, mm -hmm. you would turn your car off before you got there. And maybe oh, you cruise up with the lights off. Right with the lights yeah. off. Did dudes back in the day like put their hands on the bells so they stopped jingling? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or they had like a way to muffle the bells. Okay, I know I need these bells so I don't run over that family again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't let her parents know that I'm on my way <laughs> to come and, you know, hang out with their daughter. So I'm going to muffle these bells. You know what? I'm going to go out of a limb here and say, yes, that happened. Of course that happened. That happened, right? Yeah. What are your other options? You tell the girl who's breaking out of the house to come meet you somewhere that's far enough away from the house they won't hear it. But there are laws against her reading a book. So she <laughs> definitely isn't going to find her way they're okay oh, we're talking about people dying trying to get laid here she <laughs> walked out with the snow to go meet her boyfriend and lost forever so here's the other thing about jingle bells the song is it was written by a guy who wrote anthems for the confederate army in the civil war and the first known performance of this song was by a famous blackface performer Pretty likely that the laughing all the way <laughs> part is meant to be performed in a super racist way. Well, I'm not going to say that everyone that's ever sang the song is a racist. Well, I just sang the song, Mark. Everyone but you is probably a racist. You know what? That holds up in court, I bet. I mean, I think it does. In all fairness, you were singing the song as, you know, proof. I don't think I was singing it in a racist way. I don't know what the racist way it's meant to be sung in blackface. was. Because I personally have never witnessed a blackface performance. <laughs> Me either. I don't know. Thank God. I but you don't have blackface on now. Well, I mean, I, I've seen pictures of it, and it's the thing where... Uh, it's it's a white dude with his face painted all black except for a grossly oversized mouth and massive lips and they're usually like smiling and laughing because of this idea that like black people really enjoyed being slaves secretly no matter what they say <laughs> i don't understand how anybody could think that that's a really good idea that's a bad idea but it was just normal in the time mark is the yeah, thing that's true that's that you true. don't get it's actually in the time period you couldn't actually be funny without it it's true it was actually only funny with it. It is true, and I know that that seems fucked up to you now. Yeah, but if you look at the time... There were no other comedic options. It was literally the only way to make people laugh. It's true. I don't do it now, of course. Okay, as we're sitting here, I'm reading about the Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Oh, the parody of it? Yeah, yeah. it goes back to the 60s. Well, when did Batman come out? Oh, shit, Because obviously, know. Obviously, they can't do that. 
I feel like I'm burping so much. The second bottle. Since we're in the bonus, if you didn't hear some pretty righteous burps in the whole Christmas episode, it's because they were edited out. Yeah. There's been a lot of burping happening. Champagne was not the move for recording a podcast. It is very good, and I have had a great time drinking it. This second bottle is so much different than the first one. I like it a lot, though. I have been burping into the microphone. Oh, I have been burping the whole time. Probably 30 or 40 times. Every time one of us is talking, we're just listening to the other one burp. I mm. want everyone to know that. Um, real quick, uh, Batman TV show started in 1966. It only ran for three seasons. Well, no, but as a comic book. Oh, well, yeah, shit, way back. First, the parody starts in 1960, you said? In the 60s, yeah. By the mid-60s, there's a parody of Jingle Bells that everyone I know sang when they were a kid. Everyone. It was like a meme before memes. I wonder if kids still sing it. I know you taught your kids, you said, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he already sings it now. I'm kind of proud of that fact. And Robin laid an egg. Is that a reference back to all the birds in 12 Days of Christmas? Dude, the first Batman came out in the 40s. Yikes. 20 years to come up with a Batman Jingle Bell version. Maybe that's why it's so good and Yo. it sticks in everyone's minds because they took so long. Think about that, though. A meme spread like that before memes, before the internet to go that far. It spread itself across the entire country. Well, there's also a difference between Ooh. the first Batman comic. I and when, and, like that time. Yeah. And when Batman got famous, that could have been a little bit closer. Which was the 60s when they started the show. I wish I had taken the time to look at all the different variations of Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, shotgun shells, rabbits all the way. Yeah, that's there's so many. That's some redneck shit, sounds like. Yeah. Yo, this fucking one is way racist. I'm not even going to okay, say Okay, well, it. don't do it then. What I'm not going to. <laughs> it just doesn't even, it says. Yeah, don't tell me. I don't. It just, it's so funny that there's so many variations of it. I would imagine that everything you can think of has happened. This is like a Rule 43 situation. Oh, definitely. If you think there's a version of Jingle Bells about Somebody has made it. Yeah. It exists. So that's about all I got for this year. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully there is a way to recycle Jingle Bells. And I hope many of you plan on recycling yours after listening to this. If you've listened this far into the episode, I think it's safe to assume you probably also hate Christmas. So go ahead and share this everywhere because there are people you're afraid to bring this up to. You can make us the bad guy. You that's can, the thing that's great about this show. You can post it and you can even say, you can disavow. Oh, yeah. I can't believe they would say all this stuff. Guarantee you know someone who you didn't realize was a big enough asshole to get in your comments and let you know that they think this is not only funny, but correct. Yeah. Then you'll know you have a secret ally out there. Since you've laid this false flag operation, you can act as sort of a spy and right. you can convert people low key once you've got support. You think about it. We're probably the best thing that happened to so many people. Because here's the thing. They could post any episode that we do on their social media. There's just this huge pushback. All of their friends is like, that's wrong. Fuck that. I love their well, whatevers. Yeah. They can go, oh shit. Well, I didn't say it. They said it. I agree. They're pieces of shit. Even if you post it and even if you say you hate everything you heard and you disagree with everything you said, there's also the chance that someone who won't leave a comment will see it, identify with it, click play, listen to it, and it will make them yeah. feel better yeah. during a time of year that always makes them feel bad. And if that's not worth sharing something, then I don't know what what is yeah it's christmas if this all goes according to our plan eventually we can convince everyone to stop playing christmas music at their parties in their homes in public across the board i think we can do this yeah 
I think we should start a movement. I think I feel like we actually already have started a movement. Well, we have for we sure. We are going to destroy Christmas music forever. We are going to make it a thing that if a band puts out an album, the immediate response from everyone is "fuck you." Is "fuck you." That's the way it should be. That's the world I want to live in. The best thing anyone could ask for for Christmas is no more Christmas music. Yeah. See y'all. Bye. Oh yeah, that should be amazing. <clears throat> oh, I may actually listen to this episode. I may 